the introduction said, I'm Marceau and this is my wife, Jen. We, we're missionaries for the disabled community, primarily around the Green Bay area. Um, that changes as we try to uh, share our fruit and our experience with other communities. It's a, a growing by leaps and bounds. Um, primarily, we view uh, the, uh, the disabled community as a lost people group. Uh, another term you may uh, understand is a Bibleless society. Um, basically, they um, have a uh, they can't receive the Word of God in the typical manner that we get to use our intellect. They they receive it on a different plane. It's a lot more extensive, I think, than we do. Uh, so, uh, but yeah, we're we're. Um, uh, missionaries, as it's hard to uh, help people understand that in our own culture, we uh, we uh, minister to people with disabilities. As as anybody out there, uh, if, raise your hand if you have a disability. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, our term of disability is that uh, you just need a little extra help. So with that definition, everyone here has a disability, and um, usually that's the way you need to come before God's grace is with that disability of need of transparency and openness. And um, um, Typically, the people that come to our camp have intellectual disabilities, which include Down syndrome, cerebral palsy, autism, or just developmentally disabled, and we have um, Summer camps, which we run right now, four weeks of camp, and we're gonna be running camps year-round um, as soon as we finish our dining hall, which is a huge project that needs to be done before we can actually have camp on our own grounds. Until then, we rent another grounds, which is about 15 miles away, so we pack up all our stuff and run camp and bring it back, and it's a lot of work. Um, so I guess uh, we sort of didn't, I. I failed to explain Camp Daniel is, is a wonderful place uh, that has three uh, basic pillars of what it does. It has group homes. It's, it's a 10-acre plot in northern Wisconsin, about an hour uh, north of Green Bay. And it was started by a family that had a, a son with a disability. And um, through the uh, conversation, and his dying wish was that they would set up a summer camp for people with disabilities. And out of that grew a, a basically a 10-acre plot, which is trying to make it fully ADA compatible so that you could hold summer camps there. And the, the, the brothers, uh, uh, the, the, the son with, a, with a, 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 a neuromuscular disease, sort of like MS, um, his dying wish to his other brother was that he would establish a camp for people with disabilities, so his brother honored that. And, and they got into a 10-acre plot in northern Wisconsin that used to be a uh, Salvation Army camp. And so that's one facet of Camp Daniel's mission, and that's uh, summer camps. The other is group homes, which you see the picture of that group home there. And the third pillar of their um, ministry that grew out of this commitment to their dying son is uh, a church for people with disabilities, ran by people with disabilities. 
so people with disabilities had an opportunity, a, a safe place and a platform where they could grow spiritually. So what would uh, happen, oh sorry. Go ahead. What would happen was campers would come to summer camp, have a, a week that they learned and grow, grew in Christ and maybe received Christ for the first time and then it would be a whole another year until they had any connection with, with, with the body of Christ. And so, um, you know, year after year of that, we just really recognize the need of, of a church for people with disabilities. Um, and so right now the church is, is to help them to use their gifts and to learn about Christ and to, to grow in community. And, um, and it's also a goal is to be recognized as valued people within the church and so that the church can see that they are, they are valued, valid members of the church that have gifts to offer and so then eventually the end goal is that the church the church has just become one body of uh, believers not to just have a separate church of our of our own and uh, do our own thing but to um, eventually just become unified in the body so one yeah one of the things that we uh, along around those pillars that Jen and I participate a lot in is is uh, special olympics you'll you'll uh, encounter most of your uh, disability connection to that community through uh, Special Olympics. If you were to look out in your community and see disability, you would probably notice uh, some form of sports uh, event that involves uh, uh, people with disabilities. And Jen and I are coaches, and at one time Jen was a, a, an agency manager, so um, that, that takes up a lot of our time too. Is is coaching and participating and using athletics as a vehicle for God's um, truth and spiritual growth is a is a huge thing and it's a wonderful. It's a great mission field and a great way to connect with the disability community. Most of us, probably in our daily life, don't interact with people with disabilities other than possibly a family member. You see someone at the store once in a while, but the Special Olympics is a great place to connect. Um, we have the I think in Wisconsin, the only church team in this, the whole Special Olympics community. So, and I don't know if there's any outside of Wisconsin that's a church team. That So it's, it's a huge mission field for us to be out there and represent Christ. So most of these guys you see here, we call them the Mighty Men of Camp Daniel. Um, they're also, uh, they do a lot of the hard work. Camp Daniel is a very rigorous uh, construction zone that when you come on camp, we have buildings in progress. We have uh, multiple places of finished or unfinished, and there's always opportunities for work, whether that's uh, to go ahead and uh, take care of, be a good steward of what we're already been entrusted with, or to build new stuff. And I, I think we didn't, we failed to mention uh, what really do Jen and I do at, at our camp. Um, I'm basically the camp mechanic and, and uh, maintenance supervisor, kind of a janitor on steroids. We're we're getting along, getting a lot of new facilities that need, uh, you know, professional care. Otherwise, they, you know, they they um, you know dilapidate. But that's primarily my work. Is a lot of uh, mechanics and maintenance. Is and Jen is. Uh, I do everything else. Yeah. Um, I do a lot of the office work. We have a new data database system and a lot of the prep for summer camp and then 
organization of the retreats that happen throughout the year and um, things with the Able Church, which is the, the church we, we don't know if we said the name of it. The Able Church is the church for people with disabilities, um, for people with disabilities, ran by people with disabilities. And so we're involved with that. And um, so just to, to be, uh, I sort of was given gifts from growing up as, you know, my father was a mechanic and, and I basically learned from the Marine Corps, they make uh, janitors on steroids is basically kind of what goes on. So I got to use those gifts in, in the ministry. And, and Jen, you? Um, my background is in occupational therapy. And so it, um, a lot of the, a lot of what I learned in school is very applicable to what I do today. But um, go ahead. Okay. I was going to say, these, are, these guys are the residents that live year-round in the group home. They each have their own room, and they um, will do meals together. They cook their own meals, and they, they do a lot of work from sunup to sundown. And they, um, they do... Did you have something else on that? Um, the, just that they, uh, they teach me a lot. I, I uh, you know... You really understand you're only as good as the instructions that you give. So when you have disability and you're actually trying to teach or or get a task to accomplish, uh, there's a new dimension that disability gives to that. And, and that's the beautiful thing is that you can uh, sometimes maintain a higher standard with disability present than if everybody were to be... Um, uh, uh, typical, I guess you would say. So, so that's all the beauty that they uh, inspire me on a daily basis and show me the Christ-like character that, for the most part, I've never seen in the body of Christ as great as it comes out of those those boys, and it's a beautiful thing. This is uh, Richard. We call him Cardo, and he. Um, He's really interested in nature and trees and leaves. He's collecting stuff all the time. And his goal is to um, run the nature center at camp, and he's done some nature talks already at camp. And so our goal is to come alongside him and help that make that possible for him. So he has a purposeful part of ministry. Um, and we consider all our residents missionaries, just like um, Marceau and I are missionaries. We're, we're no different. They're, they, have, um, they have a huge part in what we do. And um, then the goal, too, is that the Nature Center would be not only available at camp, but also to the community so the community can come and have contact and um, use our facility and see, hey, you know, people with disabilities are nothing to be afraid of or scared of, and they're just like you and I and have a lot to offer. And so that's, that's part of our goal. Um, as Marceau mentioned earlier, that earlier this we feel this is an unreached people group, and a couple of reasons why is, um, one, they have difficult, difficulty getting to church, uh, but most of them don't drive, for one thing, and so they need rides, um, and that's a huge, biggest barrier that we see, and um, just having a ride ministry is, is huge. Um, and then once they're in church, there's difficulty of just um, connecting. A lot of people don't they don't know how to connect or what to say or what to do. And so then there's, there's a relationship barrier and part of being the body of Christ and is, is that relationship. And they learn through relationship more than they do through their intellect. And so that's even 
like more difficult. Say, in, in the fancy terms that you uh, Bible student, they have a relational hermeneutic, which is a, a beautiful thing to, uh, you know, try to understand. And, um, and so coming in and then listening to a long uh, sermon, which a lot of the concepts are abstract or hard to grasp, and, um, and then the church terms can be difficult. We talk about, I don't, you know, I don't know if you use it so much, but Jesus coming into my heart, well, then it's like, well, is he okay? Is he, what's he doing in there? You know, just something like we may use that term or, you know, there's lots of church terms that we use that just are very hard for um, people to understand. Even, even people without disabilities but don't have connection to the church, concepts and terms and terminology just becomes, you know, what is, they, it's hard to grasp and, and get. And so... Um, and then also, as Marcel mentioned, Bibleless, and people often will say, "Well, why don't you just use a children's Bible? You know, because it's simplified." And, and like, well, it's that's great, but most of the people that, you know, after you're 12, you're no longer a child, and so to to have an adult reading a children's Bible, one just um, as a as something as as respect, you you know, if you guys all carry children's Bibles. It, you know, it's just they're not children, and so that's one aspect. But the other aspect is there's also culture attached to uh, people with disabilities that there's concepts even in a children's Bible that um, are not connected with this group of people. And and we are, we we recognize that this um, group of people with intellectual disabilities is a subculture out there that um, they have a specific culture of 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 interest and in the way that. They, they live through group homes and um, going to a sheltered workshop and just a different lifestyle of, of typ typical America. There's a, it's a different subculture there. And so um, that can be a barrier within, um, within the church. Um, did you have a? No, I. Okay. So looking at the church, 20% um, of the population of, of given community has a disability, um, and so if you want to do like a micro scale cosm of, of the church, let's say a church of a thousand, um, you should have about two hundred if you want to represent the community at large within um, within your church. However, the reality is that only six percent of the disability community attends. So that's about twelve that actually attend so church. So what, what would and we have? Uh, Grace Bible has maybe what the. Uh, 800 members. Anybody have an idea on that? At least a thousand. So, out in out in our congregation, you should see what at least uh, 200 people with disabilities, and they're not there. So the average, you know, the law of average says they're somewhere else in the community, and um, they're not really being, you know, reached or attended to, and that's sort of the frustration that Jen and I have right now as we sort of have to fade in in and out of the culture not only in bozeman but we have another situation in uh, marinette wisconsin where we're trying to um, church plant another situation where uh, disability can be uh, served and where uh, people with disabilities disabilities have a platform to grow and um, so it's a kind of a difficult thing to to encounter and so there's um, s several reasons why we 
we need people with disabilities within the church community. One is they're great examples and teach us about dependence. Most of their life they depend on people for um, daily activities that you and I typically don't. And so um, they teach me a whole lot about being dependent, dependent on each other um, and dependent on Christ. I uh, many characteristics that you we we strive to be like Christ. I see with um, lots of my friends with disabilities, the just the extra patience that they exert, um, the extra extra unconditional love. No matter how people treat them badly, they just keep giving out love and just examples of Christ that I need to be around to teach me. Oops, wrong way. And I, you know, I see a lot of people with disabilities, they actually go through amount of suffering that, you know, um, is a real thing. I mean, you, you sometimes in a American society, we are absent of persecution and suffering. And uh, around uh, the people that we serve, they, um, you see that every day, they, they deal with it in a, a little bit different way, so it's not as obvious. And then sometimes it's very obvious, so. Um, it gives us all opportunities to serve, and that's, that's I believe, how Christ has set up the churches that, that give and take, that, that serve and, um, and to be served. We all need to be served as well as we need to serve, um, and that makes the body. And so then if you have a, a group of people who aren't present in that, in that body, now we've lost a, a whole element of what the church is about, is, is to serve. And so... Um, and so, yeah, um, just a couple more stats of um, parents that have a child with a disability, they end, 65 to 80% end up in a divorce. Um, 60 to 80% of people with disabilities end up experiencing abuse in their lifetime. Those are pretty high statistics. And so what a greater need that the church needs to be involved in their lives. And, um, this is Sarah. She has um, Down syndrome. She's one of my closest friends, and I just love her to death and couldn't imagine a world without her. Um, and sadly, um, that's what society is doing, is eliminating the Down syndrome population. In America, 90% of people that, women that have the test for Down syndrome before they have a baby um, will abort the baby. And in France, it's, it's as high as 100%. Um, so this population is going to be eliminated fairly soon, and it, um, another reason for the church to step up and to say, "Hey, you know, let's let's not get rid of this population that is so needed within the church and in the yeah, that, community." That, uh, you know, they were fearfully and wonderfully made, as we'll see in a uh, a video. Uh, that uh, God doesn't make junk. <laughs> That's kind of a a, a standard uh, theme for us. Mm -hmm. This is Elijah, he also has Down syndrome, and um, his parents are friends of mine, and they called to say, we had a baby, uh, he's a boy, and you know, he's, he's wonderful, and he said, and he has Down syndrome, and, and I was just lit up, and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited for you guys, you guys you know, are gonna experience um, so much love and just so much great things, and um, Elijah's now 11 years old, and their parents still tell the story that I was the only one family, friends that was excited for them. The rest of the response was, oh, sorry to hear that, you know, oh, we'll be praying for you. And um, 
This is another guy, uh, Nate, and he also has Down syndrome. His dad, this is not his dad, but um, his dad was a, one of the pastors of, the, of a church in Green Bay. And when they, when some of the congregation heard that they were going to have a child, that they had a child with Down syndrome, um, somebody sent them a sympathy card. And, um, you know, what do you do with that? When you have a child, you're excited about life and you get a sympathy card. Sorry to hear you had a child with Down syndrome. And, um, but they were able to take that gracefully and then to just say that, hey, we're not, we're not sympathetic. We're, we're excited and um, this, is, this is who God has given us. And so um, I share those stories just to encourage you that when you, if you have family members or someone in, within your church body or school that has a child with a disability, rally around them and say, you know, God's got great plans for you. God's, you know, great plans for you and for your child. And God's going to do mighty things through you. And so people need to hear that because they're hearing the opposite right from the beginning. The doctors and nurses, oh, sorry to tell you this. You know, if it didn't have to, if it didn't have to be that negative response, then maybe, um, you know, maybe we could, it would, wouldn't be a negative thing. It would be God's, God's grace and love. Um, and this is uh, one of my uh, campers that in, in Camp Daniel, you're assigned with a camper, a counselor uh, pair. They go through a extensive uh, heartache to try to match each person with the, the uh, campers as best they had. This is Myland, and, and he's uh, passed away now, but um, outside it, appearance is not what's really on the inside. When you get uh, close to this man, and you start to get intimate, then mm -hmm. you find out how such a beautiful man he really mm -hmm. is, patient and tolerant. And, but, it, but it takes you some adjustments in your own self to get where you need to be. And God sometimes brings you there quickly. Other times it takes a whole week of, you know, kind of m m matching up and discarding some of your uh, prejudice or whatever you have that block you off from seeing the beauty that's really there. This is Peter. Um, he has CP, and you can't understand a word he says. It's, it's really, really hard because it's affected his speech. And so when I, I go to talk to him, um, and he talks to me, he, it's, it's real labored. It's okay. Oh, can you repeat that, Peter? Oh, I'm sorry, Peter. Can you say it again? And, um, and I will take the time to do that. And he knows that and appreciates that. Um, other people be they pretend oh yeah yeah ha ha and he knows he knows you don't know a dang thing that you just said so um, that's another thing I'd encourage you is is take the time even if even if you don't understand if you're not comfortable just you know hey you know I'm really trying hard to understand me can you can you explain it in a different way um, and I think that's just really important um, this was one of our themes um, and I just. That's what we want to communicate is um, to our campers is you are God's plan. Um, most of them come with the idea that God made a mistake or is you know I'm it's, you know I'm not right the way I am. I, something's wrong with me because you know, people will say, oh, what's wrong with that person? There's nothing wrong with them. There's there there there's a difference than the typical or the the norm, but that doesn't mean it's wrong. It's just different. And um, so we we really communicate that in our our um, theology that we use and, and preach a lot is God made you, God loves you, God has a plan for your life. And that's the simplicity that we um, need to keep at because if we go further and deeper into things, then it's just, it just breaks down into a lot of um, 
things beyond that is, is too difficult to um, do. And I think, uh, what do we have time for? Uh, Let's, a couple videos and then sort of a sure, parting shot here. Let's it? just read this verse here and then we can do okay. our... Uh, be willing to be a friend of people who aren't considered important. Don't think that you are better than any others. I th uh, one thing it, it doesn't say is be willing to be friendly to people who aren't considered. It doesn't say be cordial or polite. It says be a friend. I and mean, that means show up at someone's door, be calling them on the phone, bringing them out to dinner. You know, that, I mean, be a friend. And so think about that. What do we, who do we typically befriend? Are people that are like us or um, that are, we're comfortable with? And um, do you have any other thoughts? Any other thoughts, Marissa? Um, yeah, I just think it just takes work. And, um, uh, you know, sometimes uh, disability is best passed off from our experience that we see in not only just churches, but in life as general, that somebody else is qualified mm -hmm. to deal with them. And you know, it's not anything about qualified. We get a lot of responses mm -hmm. that people say, well, you're gifted to, to deal with uh, people, those, that people group. God gave you a passion and, and a heart. And, 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 it's our, and it's our experience that, no, we're just matured enough that God said, you, you're going to go do that. So you need to learn, you need to, be open-minded enough to learn those lessons that you need to do. And, well, we're called to love our neighbor as ourselves, and it doesn't. I hope it doesn't take a passion or a calling for you to come talk to me or or have a friendship with me. It, it, it shouldn't be any different than um, somebody else. So, so the the next uh, we're going to show a video of the real camp, the the summer camps as it goes. It's it's basically a party, and and uh, we have theme meals and. <laughs> Uh, there, there's really too much. We had Josh come out this year yeah. um, from from our church, and he had just a wonderful time. And if you corner him, he'll tell you all about the specifics. Please do. Yeah, and, please uh, talk to him. What was it? Two two years ago, we had a team come from uh, Grace Bible. I think uh, ten or so. Uh, By the Gossicks headed the, up. So you'll see a lot of pictures. And so, from Grace uh, members. Yeah, and we'll. we'll uh, it's our goal to do that. Repeat that again, if the if the uh, um, if God burdens enough people to want to do do that again, uh, we have the resources to to we, make that happen. But we also have internship programs, a summer intern program, as well as a year-round intern program. If you're um, interested in that, and um, just encourage you to get involved with Special Olympics here in Bozeman. Um, if someone comes to church on Sunday with disability, you know, welcome them and because um, I'm sure there's not a whole lot of people knocking on their door saying, hey, we're going to rally around you. Um, so, so we'll have uh, questions afterwards. We can just roll the two videos and, and then just close are we able to? Oh, are we able to smudge a couple minutes? Or we got to? Okay, we'll, this is just the f about four minutes. and then There's sound on this too, FYI. Yeah, so that's about all. We're going to skip the last uh, other one. Um, so we thank you guys for giving us a platform to, you know, share our fruit. And uh, we're encouraged that uh, God will burden the hearts of uh, people like you to come and join us at some, uh, in some way, whether it be 
full participation or just a prayer. And um, it's a beautiful opportunity to be amidst the the church that you grow grew up into and, and to produce some fruit that you can share with the congregation. And that's what it's all about in the, in the body. So. Thanks.